talking shit. That's Dave Prince Alex. Welcome to the Blue Collar Dynasty Podcast. We're busting our backs, getting our jeans dirty, and playing next man up dynasty football. We're giving you an in the trenches dynasty talk every week. Please reach out to us on Instagram at Blue Collar Dynasty, where you can get sneak previews of the things to come, and on Twitter at Born Football. It's B O R N E Football. We would love to hear from you. All right, y'all. This week, <clears throat> excuse me. This week, we're talking. Dynasty startup drafting and starts of the week. Let's get to it. All right. And before we get too far into it, um, I did want to make an announcement for all the people out there. First off, we want to announce that this is our 50th episode, and we're really excited about that, making the, the big 5-0. Um, I don't know how we did it. Yeah, we, we did it <laughs> for sure. The fiftieth episode here will be will be marking the end of our podcast. You know, our 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 lives are are changing, where we won't really have the time that we need to devote to the podcast to to continue doing this. And you know, it's there's a season in life for everything, and the season of football, fantasy football, podcasting has ended in our lives for uh, for now. And uh, we do want to say thank you so much to all of our listeners for being loyal and staying with us over the last couple of years. Um, it's been an awesome journey and experience for us. Um, and we're, we're glad we took the leap and thank you to all of our supporters out there for taking the leap with us. Dr. Chib, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to say as well side of that. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I was thinking about it. I'm like, dang, this is our last one. Like yeah. this I was, I was actually I was actually tearing up a little bit because it's like my weekly dose of Alex. I get to talk <laughs> to him every week, <laughs> you know, and catch up with him. And I, we've been doing this for, for years now. It's been great. Um, and I just hope we can continue, even if we don't do a podcast, just continue maybe on, a, on my car ride back. We can still just chat it up a little bit. Absolutely. Like 10, 10, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. What you're thinking and stuff like that, and uh, we're still gonna be the same, honestly, league, but it's yep. gonna be different for sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure, and yeah. I've 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 had to uh, cut back on my fantasy football leagues too. I've I've gone from I think it was uh, seven seven leagues, maybe eight, um, this past year to I'm going into next year with two. So, just the the league I'm in with you and my home league. You know, I got a baby coming and uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely need to stay, <laughs> stay in touch when it comes to football and call each other and, and, and our lives too. I think we, we like our, our weekly dose of each other. Um, I think this has been awesome. Um, yeah. You know, you know, fun fact for y'all, you know, I knew Alex, I knew Alex's wife before he did. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true that's true and, uh, and uh, i you you knew my wife before you knew me too <laughs> yeah is that what i said you well yeah, you, true. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. <laughs> i knew him i knew his wife before him and i knew her before before i knew him and i remember when i spoke of alex before we knew who he was, we were on me. Me and his wife were on a bus. We we're driving. The bus was going from New York City 
no, New Jersey, back to Rochester. Because we went to school together in Rochester. And I told her the type of man that she was going to get and that she deserved. And uh, I think it was like a week or two later, she met you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I called my then girlfriend and I told her about it. She was excited. And then we had a double date and we met. We met. We met Alex for the first time. And I don't know if I told you what we said after we met you. Did I tell you that? I don't know, but I I was I'm thinking about the thing you told me when when you met me about what you uh what you wanted for uh my wife's first uh the first date for us uh you know what you were picturing (laughs) yeah i mean look first of all we went to sushi and we love sushi so it was a great pick already um but when we met after we met him we had we had a good time y'all like it was fun i like this dude is down to earth He's uh he's funny. He was wearing his nice leather jacket, like clean. Like we remember. And after we left, me and my wife both said the same thing. We like, hey, we like this motherfucker. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> we said that. We yeah, yeah, yeah. we liked it like off of one date. It was like we like this motherfucker. I don't know where I don't know where she found this guy, but this guy's the one. <laughs> Side of the road somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> right, and so. But, you know, me and his wife, you know, were really close, you know, because seeing what she went through to and seeing the person she is and what she's fighting for, all that stuff, seeing that, you know, for me, you know, she had my heart because I wanted to I just want her to be as happy as possible. Right. And it's like she, and she deserved that. And then she found it and it was beautiful. Never knew I was going to connect with them this much. And it's funny. It's almost like now I know him more than I know her. because. <laughs> We talk all the time, so for me it was it was it was a beautiful connection because it, it, my friend, you know, his wife. It's like we kind of distance a bit, but then she brought him to me and said, "I find you a friend." You can. <laughs> right, and it's like that's like that's how I feel. It's how I feel I really feel like that, and so for me, it's it's tough that this is the last one. I I, I really do understand life is changing. It is changing for both of us. It's a lot right now for for both of us. And we're trying to get things back. Will we ever come back and do this podcast again? I think it's possible. Yeah, we won't say no. But, you know, right now it it was, the journey has been so beautiful and I've been so honored to be on this. You know, because y'all know, I don't know shit. (laughs) I don't know. Listen, I came here like, huh? You know something. Like, I've learned so much, and I hope y'all have learned a lot because this guy, uh, Alex, like, he knows what he's talking about, y'all. Like, he is hyper-intelligent, super-informed, very analytical, and he sees things that, you know, we're not seeing. So I'm going to just say it right now. All you football heads, you teams changing coaches left and right, you all trying to figure out what should we, what should be done, what shouldn't be done. Like, if you can get this guy – Alex, scoop him up because he will run numbers. He will run numbers like Usain Bolt. Like he will run them crazy, breaking records and figuring, finding things you're not seeing, you know, asking questions you're not asking and trying to understand the best thing to do for your team. And he can apply his knowledge in almost every single space. So, I mean, I don't know who's going to hear it, but whoever can hear it and, and know something, know someone, you know, and wants to make a name for themselves in some better way, I'm telling you, this guy, Alex, Data Prince, I call him data prince for a reason. Like he he knows data. 
the Excel is his is his weapon and his arsenal and his holster. He he knows every single thing to use with it. So and he will figure it out. Right. So I'm telling y'all, there's don't he will oh, if you want to inform your AI models, hire this guy too. Like he will help you out with your Excel formulas <laughs> and what to use in different situations. I'm telling you. So I might actually have to call you for something because my my school needs to this needs to do something with some data. I'm trying to clean up a little bit. I'm gonna have to call you and ask you to help me with that. But um but point becomes like this guy is it. And so I, I I'm I mean we're still gonna be connected, but I know it's gonna be a little different. Uh yeah, yeah don't let that baby take you all the way, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you, you know, I'm gonna give you like a year. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> okay, but you know, just reach out whenever. I I I'm not gonna press you, but you definitely reach out whenever you need it. So I know it's going to be a lot for you uh, in this transition. Uh, yeah, but thank you for having me because, you know, like I said, I don't know shit. And you you allowed me to come in here and just talk my opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you said a lot of a lot of kind words there about me, Chib, and I, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I obviously I, I think the world of you and I, I think, you know, it was, it was really like a melding of minds. I think um, in in Dallas when we first started talking about football together, and and uh, it was it was cool. I've never had I I really haven't had that kind of connection with someone over over sports, which is really really cool to you know develop that and see see our relationship grow even outside of sports. But it was a uh, it was I was so excited to have someone to talk ball with <laughs> and and uh it was it was hilarious because I felt like you know the whole the whole day just I, I mean we we got together like for dinner and I I think dinner just freaking flew by and we were watching the draft that's what it was that's and, a, yeah and uh I mean I don't even know what we ate, <laughs> to be honest. Our our wives were having a, a conversation next to us. We I I think for a second there we forgot they existed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's other people at the table. <laughs> but they but they also had they had each other, you know. They, they did they have talk, each other. They, they, they went on a walk. They went yeah, on a they walk. bonded. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think they walked away. <laughs> gosh excuse me but no but yeah i mean yeah we this is definitely gonna continue somehow you know what we should commit to some way somehow meeting to watch a game together like in in person right and like, like that. just being you're just being there football it's easier is more enjoyable to watch um in stadiums than like other sports i think because most seats you can still kind of see what's happening that's true. That's true. Football versus like soccer and um, basketball, where it's like if you're really high up, it's like what the hell is happening down there? <laughs> I should have stayed home. On TV. Right, little ants playing, but with football, at least it's like you can get a vibe of what's going on. So we should yeah. commit. I don't know what team we would watch, but I mean, it'd have to be the Bills, I think. <laughs> it might have to be the Bills. If the Seahawks ever play the Bills, we have to do this. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. When when do they play next? 
They'll never play. I don't want to say never, but I don't think they'll play anytime soon because they're just too far away from each other. Well, but the uh, the divisions across the conferences do do play every four years. So they rotate. Yeah, they okay. rotate. So it might be next year. Maybe, maybe it, if they play in Seattle, are you gonna meet me in Seattle, or they have to play in Buffalo? I mean, we'll see where we're at. <laughs> I I think I think it depends on yeah logistics because <laughs> yeah. you know I'll, pray, I'll, I'll baby I'm gonna toe. pray I'm gonna pray to God to just give me the endurance to fight for what I need to fight for so I can have the means. So if they're in Seattle, I can fly you out myself. <laughs> hey, I bought you a ticket. Come, <laughs> Come on. I'm see your ass over there. <laughs> like, I'm on my way. <laughs> like, does Darcy have to come too? Yeah. <laughs> probably. Okay, yeah, all right. I'll buy, I'll buy two tickets. How about the baby? Uh, Probably. Yeah, it depends, depends how old... How old the baby is? I don't know. I don't know if, if it's, it's next, next year. If it's next year, well, should we should we do some research on this? See when. Uh, all right. Uh, for free. I don't gotta buy a ticket for the baby. He's probably for free at the two years old. But uh, my point becomes: Is then the baby gonna enjoy the game? Not at one years old. <laughs> That's okay. Like... Mm, oh, away game. They play in Seattle. Yep. Next year. Next year, which means our next our next window is uh twenty twenty eight. Is that right? Then the baby is gonna be old enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We can do we can do it. We can we can go one time without the baby, and then we can get a tradition. Every time they play, we just gotta find out find out where to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So whether it's uh Buffalo versus Seattle or or something else. We definitely, we definitely. I mean, it's too expensive. What's that? You can't do Buffalo versus Dallas. They only play on Thanksgiving, yeah. and it's too expensive. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. So, but well, no, have the, to see what life gives us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, honestly, let me know for for real. Like, yeah, if if I have the means, I would definitely fly you out to a. Uh, we can watch it. I mean. I would love for the wife to be there because I know my wife will come. She's going to be like, you're not leaving without me. So I would love for the wife to be there. And then uh, the baby, I mean, I will honestly say they can definitely come. But maybe you leave them with, with, with your mom and your dad for a weekend. Yeah, that's that's definitely possible. We also have family in Texas, too, which is nice. So oh, so you can drop them off. You want to st stop here first and then go up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant, <laughs> I meant if it's a Dallas game or something like that. Okay, okay, we'll it's see. Good. I mean, maybe yeah. we can do Dallas versus Seahawks because they actually played this year, and I didn't realize they were in Dallas. Hey, we could we could watch our our uh, guy uh, CJ Stroud in Houston. That's true. We could do that instead. That could be a good one. So. Hey, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. So, um, so I, I mean, we could talk about our teams for a second here. You know, um, Seattle won, right? We we did in. win. Yeah, we Trash. we needed more. We needed Green Bay to lose, right? We needed that, and that didn't happen. I thought they would have, but 
But they did, they did what they were supposed to do. We did it. Jordan Love, I think, is the real deal. Yeah, I like him. I think we said it early this year. Like Yeah. he's not. We don't. We shouldn't sleep on him. Yeah. Yeah, I like what he's been doing. He's top, I think, top six uh, quarterback at um, for the year in terms of fantasy football. So, I mean, just as a rookie, he's done really, really incredibly. So, high, high hopes for him. And Buffalo, we're in. We uh, got the division. We squished the fish. And, you know, everything's uh, hunky-dory right now. I... I honestly don't even know who we're playing <laughs> next year. I'm just You happy don't know? we're in. I, You play against I, uh, the... You play against the... What is it? I, no. I know I've heard it. Oh, the Steelers. That's it. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. Feeling January, sure. January 14th. So that's Sunday. I will be in a car on my way home for my brother. So... So you you're gonna watch it though, right? <laughs> yeah, I've I've got a pregnant wife. I'll make her drive, <laughs> and then I mean, you're gonna watch when you get when you get home. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, the the highlights. oh, you won't <laughs> see it at all. That sucks. I I probably won't. It's a six seven hour drive, and we'll be probably leaving around ten. So, That's why you going from your brother. yep. Maybe I'll listen to it on the radio. I don't know. We'll we'll see. See what we can Okay. do. That that actually be nice. That's actually really I that is something that I enjoy is listening to a game on the radio. It's kind of you know, it gets your creative juices flowing. You have to actually imagine what's happening. And so it's a it's a totally different experience as far as a way of downloading the the game into your mind. I respect it. Pretty I respect old fashioned it. too. It's pretty sweet. It is interesting to watch it then like but also be careful when you're driving because I know me when I was watching listening to a game, I got excited and I jerked the wheel. <laughs> oh, that was so funny Oh man. to me. Well, you know when you don't want to jerk the wheel, it's when you're doing a dynasty startup draft. That is true. So let's look at the draft you pulled up and let's knock this out. All right. I'm breathing because this is our last one, y'all. All right, number 50. Let's get this going. All right, so the first pick in the draft, this man went ahead. All right, do we want to go through all the all the picks you had? Um, no, we don't, we don't have to go through all the picks. Um, I think we All just right. wanted to go, um, I, I, I wrote some notes down below, you know, what do you, what do you think about picks? You know, I'm, I'm looking for your, your hardcore judgment here. That's what we like to do. We like to, um, you know, put each other's feet to the fire and really, uh, <laughs> give our honest opinions. And, uh, you know, who's too high, who's too low. Um, we can talk about the top players and kind of if we like the feel of them. Um, I will say one of the problems that I had doing an entire 12-team, 12, 13-round 12 draft by myself was I tended to go on runs at certain positions. So 
if if there were anything that I think would change in real life, it would be, you know, some of those runs would be broken up. Um, but it's it's a little bit too easy to stick with one position group when you're just doing the draft by yourself because you're like, well, this guy's got to come next. I don't know who else is on the board. And then you you flip over to the running backs and you're like, oh, crap, I forgot about Chris McCaffrey. You know. <laughs> All right, this is what I'll do. I will just say the picks that you made, right? Okay. And then those that I disagree with, I will speak on those quickly. Um, and then we'll keep on going. Okay. That sounds like All a right. good plan. All right, so his first 12, y'all. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Brian Robinson. Bijan. Bijan. All right, Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddle. Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Jonathan Taylor. That's his first 12. I honestly don't have an issue with that 12. I think I would put Tyreek higher, but I understand why you're putting him a little bit lower. Um, Because maybe I would have flipped. I would have put Jalen Waddle behind Tyreek. Yeah, I probably would have done that. Just because um, Tyreek just has just much greater performance. And he just he hasn't slowed down. He has more to give. And so we'll see with that. Um, CeeDee Lamb definitely has produced to become, I think, a top, a, a, a number one receiver. So I respect where you put him there. Brees Hall, impressive what he did coming back from ACL injury. So definitely where he is is, is correct. He carried that team this year. And then, uh, yeah, it looks good. I, I, don't, I don't really have any issues with this lineup here. Appreciate so, it. Yeah. You want to say about it? Um, yeah, I I mean I went back and forth, I think, a little bit with Bijan. Um, you know, and I I kind of hated his year as far as what we expected and what we got out of him. And I guess from the perspective of misuse of assets in Atlanta, um yeah. and I don't I haven't seen anything that has Arthur Smith getting fired. Have you? He's, He's fired. Oh, he is fired. He got fired. He got fired the same day he lost. Oh, phew. thank God. Thank God. I, I totally missed that update. That's so, why I thought that's legit why I thought you had Bijan up so high because a coaching change is coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm happy exactly where he is. I was expecting it when I made this. Um, I think I did some of this before week eighteen. So that might be um, why I wasn't sure. Um, I think I did this actually a couple weeks ago, to be honest. But I think Bijan definitely with a new coach is going to be do extremely well and also hopefully live up to more of those expectations we had of him coming in. And his talent is just so high. And when you actually look at what he did, he was still, I think he was top six off the top of my head, still where... You know, that's with our amount of disappointment and him still being a top six running back just goes to show you, like, there's so much more in the tank for him as a player moving forward. So now just as a note, do you know all the coaches I've been fired so far? No, that would be a good review for the people and for myself. Okay, Uh, they fired um, Arthur from the Falcons. They fired Mike Rayroll from um, Tennessee. Tennessee. They fired 
this is a big one here. Just hold on to your seat, okay? You're not holding on. Just Patriots. They fired they fired Pete Carroll from the Seahawks. Oh shoot! I did. You know what? I saw I saw something about the Seahawks. Maybe somebody ending up in Seattle, and I was like, "What's going on in Seattle?" Yeah, they fight my guy. <laughs> so just What are you like doing? me, me it's it's hard because I've only known I've only known Pete as my coach. He's been my coach my whole life. Like, Wow, that's wild. yeah, so, yeah, like Has he been has he been coaching that long or when did you get on fourteen come on years, the team? Seattle, fourteen years, Seattle Seahawks coach. Okay. So I'm like I really started watching the Seahawks like getting into high school. Like Got it. that's when I started. So for me, like I didn't know I knew Tiki like I knew the Seahawks when they had Tiki Barber, but I didn't really start following until like high school. Right. And so that's when he started coaching. So yeah, it was it's a big shocker, you know, for me. But also it wasn't a shocker because you know being in the Seahawks circles as I am. <laughs> you know, a lot of fans have been calling for him to get fired. <laughs> Yeah. this they they're like, it's hard because we we love him so much, but it's like, bro, we're not winning. Like we're not, we're getting spanked every 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 day by certain groups. Our O-line is atrocious, like the worst O-line every single year, right? Like it's just not working. We gotta do something different. So they fired him. Well, they, it was an amicable split, and they're they're looking at putting him in the front office. So, Oh, that's what it was. Cause I, I saw something about like, oh, they did, they did part ways, but you know, likely he's still going to end up in Seattle. And so that's so what when they're thinking, this is I'm like, and I'm not like I'm like I won't be mad at this. What they're thinking is bringing in Dan Quinn. As a replacement, because when we won our Super Bowl, he was our defensive coordinator, right? Got it. And he did go to a Super Bowl with the Falcons, you know. He and they had an amazing offense, right? And they're thinking, let him build it the way he wants. And so, I'm like, that I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah, I and he's wouldn't be. he's had some chances. He's had some, he's got some experience in certain certainly in the big on the big stage. So Yeah. And he didn't even interview last year for any coaching jobs. And people were wondering why. Like, it can't be – like, everybody wanted him. But he was like, nah, I'm not going to take any jobs. So, people – there's some speculation that this separation of Pete and the Seahawks was an agreement a while ago. And maybe they've been nudging Dan and saying, hey, we, we want to bring you back. We want you to be the head coach of this organization. And maybe that's why he's like, all right, well, let me just take another year with the Cowboys and show, show you it wasn't a fluke. <laughs> kind Yeah, of like that. I will say the big thing with Dan Quinn is with his time in Atlanta and being a defensive coordinator type of head coach, it was what got him run out of town was that the defense under him sucked, right? And that was that was kind of, it was kind of like, You kept looking at the team like they've got a defensive head coach and a bad defense. What's going on there? You know, and so I just, you know, I'd be a little bit leery of of that part of it. But maybe the offense is great. I, I will say he I don't think he can take any credit for the offense because that was Kyle Shanahan.
So that's true. So you're right. Well, let me. I'm not. I'm not like. I don't have my my hat. <laughs> I don't have my hat in the ring for anybody. okay. Right. I'm just like, I mean, I I just hope he learned from some of those experiences. <laughs> I hope that's what you're getting is somebody that's learned. what? <laughs> I need an immediate turnaround. yeah. That's all I'm saying. So, but yeah, so anyway, that's the, that's what I know so far. You know, Belichick is up next. Um, you're known by Brian Staley from the Chargers. Yep. And then um Thought there was someone else I saw. we're keeping Eberflus in Chicago. He's gonna be there next year. Um Wild. but yeah, and then people are speculating Nick Sirianni might get fired if they don't win the Super Bowl. Got it. So that's just speculation though, but we'll see. Maybe we'll draft another quarterback and start over. That'd be interesting. You blow the team up. Is that we're starting over? Yep. Yeah, Nick Saban re retired. Other news. Nick Saban. Nick Saban retired. Yep, from Alabama. That was that was today, I think. Yeah, that was three hours ago. Three Everyone's hours in breaking ago. news on. I've done pulled up YouTube. Pat McAfee didn't say anything. <laughs> Like, what is he in shock? yep. Like, how dare you not speak? Oh, Eberflus, like, cleaned house. Holy crap. Oh, he fired everybody? OC, QB coach, wide receiver coach, running back coach, tight ends coach. Starting Something's over. wrong with the algorithm because it's not showing me crap. Yeah, I don't... I swear. I swear I saw more firings. Oh, is it... It must have just been all the Bears people. Anyways. Yeah, Kellen Moore is interviewing for the head coaching job and... Uh, for the Chargers. Really? Yep, that makes that makes a ton of sense. I mean, they brought him over, and all of a sudden, I I was like, that's going to be the natural transition for him. And that was probably There's no smart, way to give him a job. right? Well, with that, with that shaky head coach position there, that was a smart move for him to move there. So. Brian. Oh, that's true. I heard Brian Dable um, fire some people, too. And I heard that someone cursed him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, good riddance. <laughs> but um, you don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, not a care in the world. So that was my top 12. So you, you were good with them. We, we now could look at um, the second round here. Um, and I can read them off for you and you tell me what you're thinking. Jameer Gibbs, Devon Achan, Chris Olave, Travis Etienne. Patrick Mahomes, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Sam Laporta, Kenneth Walker, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Cool. All right. I I don't have an issue with it. I was going to tell you I had an issue with it before, but that was because I was reading from Jackson Smith and Jigba to the right. Ah, got it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, No, whoa. it's a snake draft. Yeah. This seems a little bit of opposite, Yep. you know. Yep, it is opposite. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. All right. So I don't, this, this list, now, now I don't have any issue because I was going to tear it up, but now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. It sounds it looks good to me. I'm I'm not I don't have an issue with this one at all. okay. Yeah, I I think 
honestly, my my biggest issue in this range, and it, and it kind of goes all the way up to Jalen Waddle and kind of what you said about switching Hill and Waddle, is that I feel like Waddle, Olave, Higgins, Smith, and actually JSN and Drake London, who's kind of the next guy, spoiler alert, all of those guys are like super young, super talented, should be absolutely blowing up the league, and yet they're not. And so from that perspective, I think it is it is interesting, you know, having them kind of in this middle ground area where, you know, I they should probably be doing better than they are, you know, just as like wide receiver twos. But yet they're so young and so talented that they kind of float up to the top. And then the the talented, the uber talented people like Tyreek Hill naturally settle a little bit just because of the dynasty aspect of this. So that'd be the only comment. Also, Sam Laporta is the first tight end off the board, too. So that's kind of interesting, I think. Um all right, the next round, we got Drake London, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, Saquon Barkley, Karen Williams, Devontae Adams, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, Joe Burrow, TJ Hawkinson, Dalton Kincaid, and DJ Moore. All right, only issue, I would have put Saquon Barkley way higher. I'd put him above Drake London. Um, that's That's my first issue. My next issue is I think Trav I like Travis, but I think he's I think he's getting older, bro. Like dynasty purpose wise, I don't think he's gonna become that elite tight end that we expect where it was a bad year. And unless I see them doing something different with their receivers at NKC, I think it's not gonna be any better. Um I think I would put Devontae Adams higher because he had a horrible year this year for sure, but it is going to get better, right? And I think he's it's going to showcase. And I think if they keep Antonio Pierce as the coach, um, we may see a benefit. Maybe you get a new offensive coordinator in there. Um, I can do a little bit better in the situation that they're in. So, because they 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 kicked it up towards the tail after that firing, um, they kicked it up. So I I trust in that system a little bit more. Um, yeah, I think that's that's where. Oh, and DJ Moore, I'd put him higher too. Uh, I think I would put him in front of Mark Andrews. I trust. I'm yeah. trusting. Yeah, I'm trusting more about the the Bears a little bit, um, because when when which McCullough is healthy, when Fields was healthy, you know Moore was doing great. I believe. Like, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. No, he he was, and I I think again this was a this was a couple weeks ago. Also, um, something that's worth noting when you try to do a mock draft at this point in the year the mock draft machine is still set up for last year, right? So you're kind of fighting off what what the rankings were from last year. And so that kind of seeps in a little bit, you know, you feel like some things are reaches. But I got to say, DJ Moore is somebody that I'd honestly take in the first round in a, a dynasty draft. Yeah. So, all right, we're doing good. Yeah. And I agree about Travis Kelsey too. He might slip to like fifth for me now instead of two where I took him here. Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, I they just never have been my guys. And and I think they just 
they always kind of sink down a little bit because of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess for Saquon, I would say like, like last year he had an amazing year, mm -hmm. right? This year was garbage. A lot of it because of disputes with the team and stuff. But I right. think when you correct those, when you look at how he played so much better with Tyra Taylor at the helm, um, then with um, what's his name again? We don't need to remember him. He's okay. Yeah, Daniel but, Jones. Oh, that's him. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Jones. So he played so much better with Tyra Taylor than Daniel Jones. I think a big part of it is the team didn't want to play for Daniel Jones. I'm just speculating here. Yeah. They don't want to pay for that guy, right? And I think that they wanted to play for Saquon more than that guy, right? So when Tyrod was in, it was like, yeah, let's go ahead and play and do something. And they and they did. You know, the Giants played much better um, without the guy. So that's just my my two cents. Like it. I like it. Okay, our round four, DK Metcalf, Jordan Addison, Debo Samuel, George Pickens, Zay Flowers, Michael Pittman. Quite a wide receiver on there. Uh, George Kittle, James Cook, Mike Evans, Brian, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Justin Herbert, and Austin Eckler. Um, my first commentary is that I think I would, if I was doing this over, I think I would be a little bit more aggressive at the quarterback position because I just, I don't see Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert as all that different from Tua, from Trevor Lawrence, from CJ Stroud. I, I think they're all in the same bucket at this point with really good, being really good passers but they don't run the ball enough to year in, year out warrant like a top five pick kind of a thing. They kind of all, they're all the back end of the top 12 and they can be in the top three any given year, but that's touchdown dependent and that's not touchdown or yard dependent. And it's not dependent on, um, skill to change that they're all good enough to do it it's just a matter of whose year it is so with those yearly fluctuations i think you know i don't love them as picks like uh, some of the rushing quarterbacks so that'd be one thought also there's a good amount of people on this round that i would feel good about much earlier much much earlier but what do you think i'm looking at james cook Mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. Wait, that's where we're at, right? Yep. Hold on. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry. James Cook is in the middle. Higher. I like him higher. Yeah. I don't see George Pickens that high. George Pickens should be, I think, behind Mike Evans. I would switch James Cook and Mike and George Pickens actually. That's number one. Um, yeah, and I would probably put Mike Evans a little bit higher. He's been balling. He doesn't look like he's slowing down either. He's just like having a good time out there. Um, yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's funny, like, like for example, Debo and Brendan Ayuk, amazing players, but I don't know what their points were really during fantasy. They, they're they great. Uh, I think uh, Brandon Ayuk has been a top 12 wide receiver the last two years. And Debo Samuel does really well when he's healthy, but he's not always healthy. And so I will say that I'm not sure how 
I, I think someone pulled the, the wool over my eyes. I don't know how Debo went first on my board instead of Ayuk because I usually take Ayuk first, to be honest. I, gotcha, okay. I agree with that commentary. That they should be neck and neck, though. They should be back-to-back picks. You take your uh, who you like better. Yeah. So, um, and I think, I think Zay Flowers is going to be interesting. I think he's getting better, better and better. Um, I think this this playoff run is going to be so good for his career. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's going to give him such a taste, and he's going to want more of it. So, and I think uh, having Odell beside him is going to give him such, such great knowledge. It's going to calm him down in different situations. And so I think he's only going to get better because of it. So he definitely, for me, he got to be above George Pickens as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, George Pickens just don't trust their team. So honestly, I mean, things are looking a little different. I'll be honest. but I just still don't trust their team for some reason. (laughs) That's good. I like that um, going into a game with them. So I do think Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers, like you said, definitely could be higher here and and honestly probably in the conversation for a top 24 pick each of them um the only thing with jordan addison is he's got he's got that t higgins energy what i mean by that is yeah jordan addison's great but there's justin jefferson too and yeah t higgins is great but there's jamar chase too and maybe t higgins goes off on his own, he might be a free agent this year. Um, he might go to the Bills. He, he, I would love that. That would be great. We could use T. Higgins. That, you know, he would look really good in blue. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> I do think DK Metcalf might be a little high here. I don't know. I, I think it's I just the, the Michael Pittman. Mike Evans, Brandy Ayuk thing. Um, there's some other people too that it's just I I'm being a little offensive too, to be honest. Which is why I shared this <laughs> this draft with you because I I I think there's some things that you know both of us can dislike or like about them. Yeah, DK's a little high to me as well, because just like I say he's more interested in hitting people than catching a ball, but he has turned it up lately. And I'm like, okay, this is who we who we thought we drafted, right? And like maybe his maturity level will increase um, from there. So, all right, next group. This is one where I'm like, ooh, I think you made a mistake here. But let's go. It's going to be Tajay Spears, Brian Robinson, Rashad White, Amari Cooper, Jamison Williams, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Najee Harris, Puka Nakua. Rashi Rice, Tank Dell, and Jaden Reed. All right, so here's where I'm like, okay, there's some things that need to be shifted. Number one, Amar Cooper is way too low. I would have put him in the, in round four. Mm. Honestly, I could have put him in round three, right? I agree with that, yeah. So way too low. And so the next one is, um, what's it called? Puka Nakua. Yeah, I would have put him in round, in, in round three, honestly. Like I could have, yeah. I could, I could live without Joe Burrow. And, and I think Puka. there's, I think there's an argument for Puka in round one. To be honest, if it, yeah, if it weren't for Matthew Stafford's age, the big question mark of 
who is i mean i don't even know his name anymore um no just kidding uh it's somewhere here wow i really drafted him low who is cooper cup <laughs> you know um you know who's he going to be moving forward and what does that mean for puka that's the big question mark but i think he's got the talent to be you know up in the the conversation i'd say the same thing about rushy rice with with what he kind of showed this year it was interesting it wasn't enough to really launch him into the first round but maybe third fourth round um especially with patrick mahomes as his quarterback that'll that'll buy him some tickets a little bit higher and my man tank dell yeah that's another person gonna say way too low yeah yeah, I the issue I have with Tank Dell, despite absolutely loving the kid, is every wide receiver on that team did really, really well this year. That makes me a little nervous because I yes, I like to see a quarterback that can support many wide receivers for fantasy, but if is Nico Collins the number one next year? Or is it Tank Dell? Because Nico Collins has the body type for it. But I, I guess there's just too many, like, can they both be good next year as well? And, and uh, you know, should we be talking about Nico Collins up here? I don't know. He just doesn't seem to have the talent of the other ones. Mm, that's true. I agree. You know, it's it's a good problem for Houston to have. <laughs> it is. You that? You still got a problem. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, got it. Got it. So, um, I think Green Bay has a similar problem with you know Jaden Reed is here, and you know we've got Christian Watson and we've also got um, Romeo Dobbs. I think Green Bay drafts another receiver. You do, yeah. <laughs> is this just like the Aaron Rodgers hate fest? <laughs> it's just like na 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 boo boo to to Aaron Rodgers. Like we never selected a top wide receiver. And now we selected all these top wide receivers, and they're they're great. Look at them over here. Well, no, I think because I think Watson keeps getting injured. Ah, uh, well, that's fair. That's fair. And they're and they're saying they don't know why he's going to same the same thigh injury. I think they just they're going to be scared and they're going to be like, yeah, let's get another receiver just in case. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. The other oh, the other one that we have to talk about is Tajay Spears. This is way too high for Tajay Spears. He did. Um, not that much this year. He's kind of a running back that we're waiting to do something. The only reason that you could argue he should be this high is as the heir apparent to King Henry. And I think we're going to be disappointed when it comes down to it. I don't think he's going to do the same things that uh, King Henry did. And I mean, it's going to be a different team moving forward, too. They've got a different coach coming in. So who knows what they're going to look like. <laughs> That's true. I wonder what kind of coach they'll go for, the Titans. Yeah. Hey, they, I mean, a... they, they're best set up to blow it all up. They, have, they already have a rookie quarterback that they like. Get rid of, um, whatchamacallit, Tannehill. Put him somewhere else. Maybe the Vikings might want Tannehill, you know, um, if they're trying to win. And then um <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Have Tannehill try to win 
games for you? I mean, I'm saying that maybe because <laughs> he has experience, you know, or yeah. maybe the Giants want Tannehill, right? Is like, can we get him on a cheaper deal, right? So maybe the maybe the Jets want Tannehill. I don't mm-hmm. know. So at least as a backup, covering the Jets, <laughs> but. Yeah, maybe there's maybe there's a, a a market there for Tannehill where you can play, and then um, what's it called? But yeah, but yeah, I I mean they they're they're most equipped to blow it all up and really start over, right? Yeah. Where they're they can delete their whole salary cap pretty much, and you know get a bunch of good good free get some free agents and get some rookies and build this team the way they want to. Yeah, I agree. All right, next group of people we have, we got Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb, Lamar Jackson, Javante Williams, Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, Isaiah Pacheco, Alvin Kamara, Zach Charbonnet, Quentin Johnson, Tua Tagovailoa. All right, my only issue here is I really think Nick Chubb should be higher. Dude, he just tore his ACL. Yeah, but that's normal these days for running backs, and they just come back fine. So Nick Chubb, I'll be like Brees Hall towards ACL. You have him in the first round. Yes, but Brees Hall looked like he tore his ACL at the beginning of the year. He he took a while to come back. I know, I know he he broke off one run against the Bills in the first game, but outside of that one run, he. He did not look like himself for the first six games, and Nick Chubb won't look like himself next year, at least for the first half, you know. And and he's he's old. Nick Chubb is getting up there. It's a similar story with Saquon, you know. They're they're past their second contract, or they're well into their second contracts, and I just don't trust running backs beyond that. And for dynasty purposes, they're they're on their last legs as far as value. They're but, Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb is a future Hall of Famer. What? Right? He is. No. Bro, the numbers, the problem is he plays for the Browns. So they don't get the respect that they they could get. So for me, I feel like like this year, Nick Chubb was on pace to be to have the 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 um, rushing title before he tore his ACL. He was doing right, good. and look at how good his team was, right? And so he was only going to get the ball more, get more touches, and all that stuff. So, and that injury was horrific. It was so disgusting. The per- person who tackled him, I thought they should have been fined and removed from the game for the rest of the year, or until Nick Chubb gets back. So, anyway, that's that's just my thoughts. Like. You give this man the ball again, and, and you know, put him in space. He's gonna, he's gonna put in work. Mm-hmm. So, you, know, I, I appreciate that. I, Nick Chubb will be somebody that is buried on my boards next year, just because of the ACL. I don't, I don't like to touch that. But, um, hey, if you got Nick Chubb and want to give him to me for cheap, I will take it. <laughs> I, I sold Nick Chubb two years ago. <laughs> Oh, well, anybody hearing me want to sell me Nick Chubb and I'm down to leave, let me know. <laughs> um, I will say, I don't know what I was doing with uh, Quentin Johnston here. I think, I think this is really just a good 
soapbox moment to say Quinton Johnston's value is not gone after this year. People might bury him, but he did he did do something when they gave him the ball. He'll have he'll have a new coach next year and maybe maybe things will change for him. Maybe he just needed a year to acclimate to the NFL. So um a name that's still worth keeping on our on our list, but this is probably too high. Um, despite the fact that he will hold on to some value, but I'd probably take like Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Kevin Ridley. I think I'd take all of those guys over him and, and we've got them in the next round here. So um, I think, why don't we, why don't we talk about the last bit of the draft as a, as a whole and just kind of, Maybe grab one guy out of each round. Um, just looking at the time, I don't, I don't want to um, make us go two hours. Um, maybe grab one guy out of each round that is too high and one guy that is too low. What do you think? I thought good. All right, first thing, Lamar Jackson's way too low. I mean, my my guy, my guy, put him, put him higher. All right, this guy's the all round, the all round quarterback. Um, I would put down Rashi Rice. Yeah, I'll put him down. I don't like the way they use him. And we'll see. That's 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 me for that one. Um, okay. What about? But I know we already talked about this round, but the next round I know we can talk about. Yeah. What about round seven? The next round, uh, C.J. Stroud is way too low. He he needs to be, and he needs to be the first person in that round. Someone who's way too high. I also uh, too bad. I would say DeAndre. Oh, I don't want to say DeAndre Hopkins because I have a little attachment. But you know what? If I just move C.J. Stroud to the front, I'd be happy. I think I think that makes me happy. Yeah, to the front of this round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think David Njoku down here could actually go up. I think David Njoku is a top five fantasy tight end right now. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, I, he's 26, but that's like, that means we've got five years with him. That's That's great. That's a good amount of time for a tight end, you know, I mean, and that's why we were so excited about him coming into the, um, coming into the NFL, you know, five years ago, cause he was like 21, you know, you look at the same thing with, um, Kyle Pitts, he could be in the same position two years from now where he's still 26 and, you know, coming into his own finally. So, um, he's my guy. I'd move up. Definitely. Um, and then guy had moved down. Um, I think it'd have to be Kendra Miller. Um, despite, you know, kind of having some value still, I think there's other guys that I'd rather take a chance on, especially at the wide receiver position. Um, but maybe even at the running back position at this point that showed something this year, whereas Kendra Miller really didn't show anything. Makes sense. Right. Makes sense. Um, I agree. Round eight. Round eight. All right. I would move. 
I would move Derrick Henry up. He's still got a lot to give, I think, personally. I would move Marquise Brown down. He's trash. <laughs> uh, wow. That's that's tough. I, I do think this is a value for Marquise Brown, in my opinion. I and he might be trash, but he is a number one wide receiver. And that still still has oh, some he? value. I I'm not gonna say their their name. Oh. Um sorry, I just put a lamp on the <laughs> brought a lamp come lamp crashing down here. Um uh, can't even speak English to explain what happened, but um the yeah, so I yeah, I kinda like this spot for Marquise Brown. I mean he's at this spot, he would be like the last number one wide receiver off the board. So I think this is fine for him from that perspective. I think, oh, geez, I don't know who I'd move up from this. That That is really hard. I think if anyone, it would be Nico Collins because of how well he did this year. It's just, I just don't know. He's an enigma to me. I don't know. I don't know if he's actually good or if it's just CJ Stroud or if he's because of CJ Stroud, we should be just treating him as really good. And like, it doesn't matter if he's got a 10 out of 10 talent or a five out of 10 talent, he's got CJ Stroud and that makes him a 10 out of 10 talent. Um, well, it's funny because CJ is the one who wanted him drafted. CJ Stroud. Yeah. Didn't Nico, hasn't Nico been there for, Years? No, hold on. Let me tell you. Is it Nico I'm talking about? Maybe, let, me, let me look up. I think you're, you may be talking about Tank Dell. Yes. I am talking about Tank Dell. Never mind. Okay. Well, that's good to know about Tank Dell, though. In terms of who I'd move down, I think I struggle with that, too, on this on this level, because all of these guys are good enough. And I think that's why I went on a wide receiver run here, is because... I've got all wide receivers except for the three running backs. And I I think probably Khalil Herbert gets moved down just because he really hasn't owned the job in Chicago. That's going to be my answer. So, Like it. Um, For me, I already talked about this round. I'm done. Yeah, round nine we're up to. Let's see. For me here... Uh, this is a hard one because it doesn't really matter here. Yeah, this is a bunch. <laughs> I mean, I went on a freaking tear and t- for tight ends here. For yeah, some, I, I, mean, I was like, we need to get the, the – there's too many tight ends that I like, so I need to pick them all. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an issue with this list so okay. far. Yeah. You like Cooper – is Cooper Cup good at this level for you? Yeah, I I think the Matt Stafford argument you had before helps, and he also was injured, and he didn't look he wasn't perfectly the same, but we'll see next he's year. Old. He's he's yeah. like gonna be thirty two or something. I think. Yeah, we'll see. I will say okay. So the guy I've got a shout out is Trey McBride. He's at the end. He's the very last tight end in this list, which means he's probably the whatever 20th off the board here and i i definitely forgot about him in in terms of when i was doing this 
um, because Trey McBride is a top three. Mm, he's he's up there. He's top five. I'm, I'm going to put him in the same category as David Njoku. He's a top five dynasty tight end now. Um, he's just, he was that good this year. Um, and he's really young and he looks, he's like this. It's, it's funny. Cause in a lot of the way, a lot of ways he was better than Kyle Pitts and he's the same age. So we should kind of be looking at, uh, and they've, they both have a lot of talent. He was one of the better tight ends in his year as well. And so we should be looking at them in a similar light, I think. All right. So the next crew we got. All right. This one's going to be interesting. All right. Mm. This is not bad. You did a really good job here. Appreciate it. And see. Nope. I got no, I got no notes on this one. No, no notes. Okay. Yeah. I've got it's a know. hard one. It's a hard one because of the team situations. Um, as well, the only person oh, I feel like has the most upside of anybody um, is Jalen Hyatt, right? Because if they use him more, use him better, he's, he's going to be amazing. Yeah. But other than that, I don't see anyone else has like, oh, my God, amazing upside. Jalen Hyatt is the only one. He's a rookie. He's going to have the most, most opportunity. Right. Anyone else. So that's, that's kind of why my argument there. Well, and, and Gabe Davis is going to be, he may be a uh, free agent here. So that could be an interesting situation depending on when where he lands. Cortland Sutton is the guy that I think should be drafted higher just with what he did this year. He was a top 24 wide receiver, and, and we've kind of been waiting for him to do something, and he finally has done it, and now I've completely trashed him. Uh, and I don't, I don't know that he deserves to be this low, so I think. I think I would move him up. I like your Jalen Hyatt pick as well. I have some hope that Gabe Davis maybe can find a find a niche someplace. I just I don't know that he's going to be more than what he was in Buffalo. I think he was in a pretty good position in Buffalo. He didn't do enough, I felt. So guy that I would move down. I have a really hard time with that. I think if anybody, Ezekiel Elliott, I might be buying into the name value a little bit here but he did well this year and i i just felt like he had to still be on the list of people to pay attention to that makes sense i i mean daiziki one was a little bit shocking because i thought he was super washed up but he was pretty consistent and i think it helped out that didn't ramondre get injured yeah ramondre got injured so that's kind of part of the issue and i don't know what's happening with ramondre or zeke i think zeke might be a free agent but yeah he was only in a one-year contract yeah, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. We're going back to the Cowboys. <laughs> All right. I think... Oh, this one's interesting. Hmm. So now we starting off at James Conner. All right. I think I'll put John New Smith a little... Nah. Nah. <laughs> I think that was a fluke. Remember, we've got, you know, a different head coach there. That's true. Mm. I'm a little nervous about that one. So, Keaton Mitchell. K- 
team injuries towards ACL as well. So he's out for a long time. So I will push him down. I agree. I, I, I think Keaton Mitchell was exciting for a second there. And yeah, I don't like the ACL tear. Not at all. So that's on that's a main change I would make, putting him down. And then the nope, that's it. Okay. If I was going to move someone up, I'd probably look to Jalen Warren or Brandon Cooks. Jalen Warren was taking over the game in Pittsburgh, taking over the running back position, I should say. Um, and then Brandon Cooks, you know, he's still a good wide receiver. He's good with Dallas. I got to see if he had 1,000 yards because there's kind of like that whole thing where everywhere he goes, he has 1,000 yards. And at least in his first year. And so it'd be interesting to see if that happened again. Um, but yeah, moving anyone down is tough at this point, just with the fact that value, this is, this is the time that you're taking shots at, you know, high upside or, or guys that, you know, can just fill a spot, you know, fill your bench. So I don't, I don't know that I have anybody else that I, really want to bury further than this um so yeah i do like that round about round 12 what do you think i think i would move i would move mike williams up and i would move raheem stoke Mostert to to the round above him personally okay okay uh, i i agree with you on Mostert. i think Mostert's a guy that he, I mean, this is, we're talking about the second best running back this year. And yep. we're talking about him in the 12th round. That is so disrespectful. And yet, I I don't know how we don't talk about him down here because of his age, because Devon Achan is there, like, I know they're always going to have multiple running backs, but, and they're all, apparently they're all going to do well, but I just, I don't know how he continues to go forward. I mean, he, he's been injury prone in the past and kind of just happened to have a pretty healthy year this year. So he makes me nervous to move him up, but I, I agree. He's got the talent and he proved that he deserves to be higher than where he is. Um, Mike Williams, I, you know, he's so boom bust to me. I, you know, I mean, I traded you, I, I traded him to you and I, was good too. yeah, yeah. And, uh, he was doing well this, this year and then he got injured and I just, I don't know. I, I've got a tough time with him. Noah Brown, I'd probably move down because I think we've got enough we've got enough Houston wide receivers at this point that I don't know that Noah Brown is special enough to really warrant a good look unless, you know, one of the other guys goes down. Okay. I like it. All right. This next one's going to be interesting, but two back-to-back -back, um, Cleveland running backs. Mm. All right. So, you know, it's funny. J.K. Dobbins being solo is interesting because Keaton Mitchell, J.K. Dobbins is going to replace Keaton Mitchell. Right, probably. But J.K. Dobbins hasn't been in, uh, hasn't been healthy 
ever. That's true. I don't even know what he is. I don't I don't remember any storyline with him other than like him being injured. That was my issue. That's true. So hmm. I mean looking at this list, it's not bad. It looks good to me. I'm not I'm not upset with this last level here. Michael Thomas is funny to put him last. But but you know he's had a lot of disputes and issues so, um and he's injured right now I think so so I'm, right. not, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that yeah his his career is probably over and this is probably too high for him to be honest yeah um yeah I I mean I think there's so many guys here that are in, going to be in different positions that uh, rookies are probably going to be taking their spots I mean Kareem Hunt barely was on this Cleveland team. So he might not even be worth talking about Jerome Ford. You know, he probably will be on the team, but he's, you know, not somebody that they're going to stop and say, oh, we won't draft a rookie running back because we have Jerome Ford. That's same thing with Chuba Hubbard. He'll probably be replaced. I don't know, J.K. Dobb. Um, A.J. Dillon's a disappointment. Miles Sanders a disappointment. Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones. I mean, he's great but i think he's just as i think he's old i think he's done cam Akers probably shouldn't even be on this list um and <laughs> Kadarius tony sky Moore. i mean rashad bateman three really disappointing wide receivers and they're only here because of like you know it's like wishing upon a shooting star here <laughs> at this point mm -hmm. I do like that I put Khalil Shakir above all of those guys because I like Khalil Shakir and what I've been seeing out of him in Buffalo. So I just had to shout my guy out. All right, I, I, I... Sorry, what was that? I, was, I like that. I can respect that. All right. Any last thoughts on here until we, before we move into the segment that everybody's waiting for? Yeah, let me think. Let me think. Nope. I mean, this is that. This was impressive from you to like draft this whole thing out. Because I would have been like, after the first three rounds, like, all right, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that it? It's like we're, we're good, right? So, well, this is this is really impressive. I, I like I like what you did here. Appreciate it. All right, let's talk right, starts of the week, our our final one of the season, and at least of this season of the podcast. Uh, all right, y'all. Last week, I started Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. He did good. Kareem Hunt versus Cincinnati. He did bad because he got injured. Wide receiver was T. Higgins. He did not even play, uh, and I should have had a backup. Uh, tight end Kyle Pitts. He was not good. Defense was Seattle. They were not good. Oh, my God. Why did I choose them? And they, my kicker was Cameron Dicker, and he did great with 15 points. And that gave me a grand total of negative three. You know, Cameron Dicker scared the Dickers out of me um, when I was going through this list because we we pretty well matched up in terms of levels of each of our players. But, like, I was outscoring you, and then I thought for a second, you know, Cameron Dicker was going to take it. You know, I had Nick Mullins. He was good at with 22 points. Rashawn Johnson, bad at 
2.5 points. So I beat you in the points on both of those, but I matched your categories. Gabe Davis, bad with zero points again, got injured. Um, so matched you exactly with the Higgins. <laughs> um, Dalton Kincaid. This is where I won it is actually Dalton Kincaid. He was good. 11.9 points. Kyle Pitts, you know, um, was not good. So, and then Cleveland, um, was not good against Cincinnati, 4.1 points. I think it was all backups in that game. Uh, Brandon McManus versus Tennessee. He was good with nine. So, so you beat me on the kicker. Um, and that was, that was the only spot that you beat me on, but it was, uh, it was almost enough. If I had an okay kicker or a bad kicker or something, that would have swung really in your favor and I would have been crying, but if I had a backup wide receiver, I would have had a chance. You, you would have, you absolutely would have. So I, I won with negative two points to your negative three. Um, yeah. And that gave me the the trophy for the season. <laughs> so how about that uh, four four game five game comeback at the end? Amazing! You did a great job. You deserve I, it. I I was about to give up five weeks ago. <laughs> you remember when I almost resigned? <laughs> oh, you should have. You should have. But it's good. You fought through it. You fought through it. You did a good job. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, and we didn't need our tiebreakers. I am a little disappointed that we didn't need the tiebreakers, but that's okay. We were we were prepared, and that's all that matters. Hey, this was. Uh, I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's it. I don't know. So, I don't. I don't want to say goodbye, but we do gotta. Wives are calling us. So, yeah. uh, well, this is number fifty. It was a big, big achievement. We just want to say thank you, everyone, for joining us. We're not coming back next week. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Oh wait. Um. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're not. We're not back next week. We're not back the week after that. Um. We're again. We're taking a break. We're saying goodbye. But yeah, subscribe, <laughs> rate, review the podcast if you want. Um. We we'd still love to get some feedback. I mean, it it really helps us improve the show. So so I really would love that. Um, and uh, you know, if we ever do come and do this again, you know, then we know know what we can do better. So uh, that would be that'd be great. Um, Chip, I think you got one last thing left to say, don't you? Yeah, y'all live a good life. And live one that's meaningful with purpose. All right. Don't forget to choose happiness and spread love. Give them hell.